You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome. This is Suzanne, and today is a little Sunday here in the North American continent, and it's a beautiful day, and we're going to be diving into a little soul, silence, and then sound. And today during our soul section, the Dharma talk, uh, we're going to explore darkness and then find our way to light. And oftentimes when people go through a spiritual practice or uh, a transformation or they're coming out of trauma back into reacclimating to what life looks like after that moment, sometimes we can expect as humans here on planet Earth to intersect energies that actually cannot serve on so many levels and that energy we're going to call it darkness and that energy comes in all different shapes and sizes and ultimately will find your or mine or someone else's achilles tendon your jagged little edge And when that darkness meets your jagged little edge, it can actually pull you down further or just pull you down. Maybe you're in a good place. And so there's a growing understanding that people uh, are best to understand what this darkness is. They're best to learn to see it, identify it and uh, move away from it. And, you know, there's a lot of different trending buzzwords like shadow work and all of these things. And by examining the shadow that exists within you to give some credence to that work, uh, you get to know self. Uh, You start to be honest and truthful with self. And so it's really an important step to be able to look at self and identify within your vulnerabilities, your darkness, and your jagged little edges. And what that does is it allows you to start to observe that outside world with more compassion, more objectivity, uh, with a critical mind, meaning not like critical of someone in judgment, but you uh, employing critical thinking. And as I've mentioned in some of my previous talks, is it's when we become objective and employ critical thinking is that we are then at a place to start Uh, connecting with higher states of consciousness. And so this darkness that is the opposing force to light 
uh, has been misleading most of humanity for some time. And many of you externally have perceived the darkness as light. And some of you have perceived the light as darkness. So very rapidly, it can become confusing. And there's one key component that allows this to occur. And that is our ability to see. And to see what is allows each self to respond in a way that can serve the situation in the highest and best. And then that's where we can move from darkness to light. Because when we see it, and if it's not aligned with our inner core ethics, we move away from it. If any of you listening out there have children, you're not going to encourage your child to stay in a dangerous situation just to say that they could, right? No. You would encourage or teach your child to move away from danger. And Mother Nature has this built in. If there's danger, Mother Nature has a mechanism that signals. The trees will signal to anyone that's willing to listen. There's danger. You can feel it. You can feel the darkness. The animals will let you know if there's danger. And they will let you know if you're creating danger. And that danger can kind of be synonymous with darkness. Because it'll lead us into unfortunate situations that will potentially have the ultimate worst outcome or lead us to a pathway that uh, might take us down a long bumpy road during that process when one learns to see darkness it can uh, feel overwhelming when you start to see what is. And that's why it's really important to see what is, but then redirect your attention back to the light. And the light can, that can be your practices, your theological belief systems, your natural belief systems. They can be your inner code of ethics. They can also simply be activities that bring your vibration up to a resonance that assists the world around you doesn't feed the darkness and so right now on planet earth uh, many people for several decades have been awakening they're starting to see what is they're starting to realize where the darkness is and they're starting to try to understand how to respond to the darkness and so in eastern 
approaches and really many uh, Western theological faith systems, there's a response to darkness. And it's talked about, it's even talked about in Chinese medicine. And Chinese medicine is science. So, uh, and then even, you know, indigenous people, they will talk about the darkness in nature. They'll, they will point out the darkness in nature, yet a lot of quote-unquote <laughs> modern humans will just go wherever they want because they haven't cultivated the mechanism to detect light and dark. And the thing to remember for across the board, no matter how you want to relate to these words, that darkness is very tricky. Darkness is very inviting. Darkness wears a veil. And that veil invites you, entices you, welcomes you, promises you, lies to you, manipulates you, sucks your energy from you. That energy, that darkness, will look nothing like any of the quote-unquote demons, devils, ghouls that you might associate with that word darkness. Darkness knows if it needs to invite you in, it needs to make it inviting. And what's super powerful right now is I've been observing that some of the younger generations, and I've mentioned this before, are starting to detect where darkness lurks. And with their awareness, their objective observations, and their willingness to see what is, they are calling it out. So that calling out is a key core practice to start to welcome yourself into the light. So first you have you see it. Then, so you don't get overwhelmed by it because some of it's so horrifying that you it will trouble you if you are a kind-hearted, loving human being, meaning that you're human and you're balanced as a human being. It will, it will weigh on you. So step one, you see it. You start to become aware of it. But then you move your attention back to those things that lift you up. You let it be for a second so you can digest that. 
And then once you have that awareness and you see it and you decide how you want to navigate it, there's some choices to be made because again, remember this darkness. looks pretty good so inviting it'll be hard to detect at face value so that's once you've seen where it is in and around you you know how to see it get back to solid ground neutral or energy that feeds doesn't diminish then you have to make some choices. How are you going to respond to that darkness? The simplest way is to walk away. There's a reason that many practices and even in theological scriptures, they address this darkness and how to keep their resonance in the light. And so once you decide how you want to respond, do you want to walk away? Uh, do you need to just to say no and walk away? And once you decide then you will have to uh, put that into action. So I would recommend for everyone listening that you do the simple thing, walk away. You see the darkness, walk away. See, a burning building and you're not a firefighter, you need to walk away. And you might need to call 911, but you need to walk away. Now, if you hear someone screaming in that building, then you need to make a choice. Can I get in that building and get them and get out if there's no one else to help? And that is a valid choice. Yet in the outside of the metaphor of the fire in a building, it's I really want to encourage people not to be naive to think that they can slay darkness because it's much more complex than one can imagine. So at this epoch on planet Earth, it's important that if you see it, then you can say no and walk away. And then for you to get really radically honest for yourself, because more than likely where the darkness is in and around you, it's in you. And so then it's to bring light to that. So that that darkness can't come in and feed off of you. So if your weakness is uh, maybe 
consumption of clothing, meaning you go and buy a lot of clothing. And you do that when you're in a certain state of mind. And so you go and buy, 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 you kind of consume. Darkness will be there. Darkness will encourage you to spend more, 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 more. And there are industries that do that, irregardless if you can afford it. So wherever your Achilles tendon is, where you can go into that dark place, know that that energy is lurking. And so this is why it's really important to understand one's own shadow, but also to understand one's light so you can get back there. And then it's also really important not to be naive to think that you can slay the darkness out of anyone else other than yourself. So if we all become self-accountable to self-correct, to hold self-accountable for something that's rising up in us and around us, then the world starts to shift quite rapidly because the line in the sand isn't so far out of balance anymore. It comes closer to the, the neutral point. And then it's easier to access the light because it's right there. It's like so close. But when you get too far into that black hole, it's not so easy to get out. And so the radical honesty is, is really important because that means that sometimes, sometimes, you need to make choices that are more aligned with your light versus your darkness. That you get really, really, really honest with yourself and true to where you're expressing yourself as a person first to yourself. Are you honest with yourself? Are, are you really owning the dark aspects of yourself? Are you willing to work on them? Are you willing to refine them? Are you willing to eradicate something that is within or around you or feeding off you, meaning darkness? And if you are fantastic, then you can make those efforts. And simultaneously, you have to feed the light so you don't get lost in that process. And then once you get square with yourself, meaning aligned and calibrated with self, then you can start objectively looking at the relationships you have at work, home, uh, acquaintances, and you can start to see you know, what is. And sometimes within our life, we can have characters on our set, our, our own theatrical production that are put there to trick us. They're put there to feed off us, to be a conduit for darkness to express itself within someone in and around us. And this is why the younger generation 
have started to be able to identify this. That's why they use so many times the language of the mind, meaning identifying pathologies and taking responsibility, viewing those, examining those, researching those, discussing those. And it's pretty brilliant because they understand consciously or subconsciously, maybe a little both, that if you get the mind right, then life's going to be a little bit more effortless. If the mind's not right, it creates a very susceptible intersection for the darkness. And then that spiral can go deeper and deeper and deeper. And if anyone's listening to this and you're in that dark place uh, personally, or you feel like you're being consumed by it outside of you and you need some strength to get away from it, send me an email. We'll talk. We'll do a little short evaluation to see what we can do to get you to stable ground. So I don't want anyone listening to this to feel defeated. The importance of this conversation is to become aware. Because just as I mentioned, if any of you have children or you've all been children, you wouldn't leave a child in a scary situation. And so bit by bit, humanity, we've tricked ourselves because we've led ourselves into a place that's uh, full of illusions. And as we pave our way into this golden age, we have some choices to make. Can't keep feeding the artificial mastery, artificial mastery. It's time to start feeding your innate mastery. Your innate mastery. And so we are on two roads. We are diverging as a society. Yet trust and know that you can run across the field at any time <laughs> to hop on that other road. And no matter what road you choose, it's important you understand what darkness is. Both roads will still contain that, but it's how far you want the pendulum to swing from side to side. Do you want to go into the haunted house and then to church? Do you want to go to nature in a hike and then sleep try to sleep with the wolves at night there will always be these moments that can take us we could go out to sea on a boat and then a storm could come in sunny beautiful storm light dark yet if we learn how to navigate that word darkness 
we will be able to find the light within it. We will be able to navigate what to do in those moments and recognize them sooner versus later. So what I would love for you to do in this moment, you can pause it if you need to, is write down where are the dark pockets within you rising up lately in the past few months? What has been coming forth that's not really feeding the greater good, meaning that you could transmute maybe that dark energy into one that serves. And then once you have that, I want you to look at what's in and around you when you're in that state or what's in and around your life that's feeding into that state starts with you but then so you can start to recognize what is supporting it so put yourself in the center of a circle write down where you're or you can visualize it if you don't want to write it down you can write where your achilles tendon is we all have them and then what is supporting you to keep that injury? And right there, that ley line between your jagged little edge and what feeds it is the gateway to the darkness. If you keep going back for more, 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 it's going to take you further and further and further away from your innate divinity, your holiness, your God, however you want to refer to it. It's going to take you away and consume you. So in Buddhist precepts and the Bodhisattva vows, they call it out. You, you hang around and participate in activities that diminish your field of energy. Your practices will diminish. So that would be get back to your practices, move to the light. If you're a Christian, you would go to church. You'd be not just there on Sunday. You would commit to your group, your Sangha, as we call it in the East and you feed that and it doesn't have to be a big community sangha it can be a small group of friends and so once you've identified where your darkness enters and start to transform it and when you transform it you find the virtue and each Jagged little edge has a beautiful gem. And so on the other side of that journey with yourself, 
that will become a gift to you. It will become a gift that you will be able to use not only for yourself, but others. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to go into a little meditation. You can just let that all wash over you. Only uh, simple things to remember from this teaching is one you just potentially wrote down the area so you can see it. Seeing it is important, then let it be. And then decide if you're feeling strong enough to walk away and feed the light. And over a period of space, spins around the sun or days, you will... get to see the truth and uh, you'll get closer to mastery, closer to being the samurai or the Jedi. So the true alchemy of the divine is not to destroy, it's to transform, to bring into balance to retain harmony and to serve. So taking a nice gentle breath in, bringing yourself into an upright seated position and then exhaling out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, I'm going to welcome you to continue to follow your breath. Utilize that breath as your mantra. If your mind's super busy, find a focal point, soft gaze in front of you. Taking another deep breath in. And out.
And simply, if you're still in an upright seated position, just bring yourself back into a reclined position if you're on a chair or a sofa, or if you're on your mat, recline back into Shavasana. And as you come to the earth, the floor, or the bed, just gently welcome your body to stay present, to soften, and to continue to dive into your inner landscape. Simply observe that breath, closing the eyes, and enjoying being here.
Taking a soft, gentle breath into your heart center. And then exhaling out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one, inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, rolling over onto the right or left side and bringing yourself up into a seated position. And then taking another deep breath in. And out. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, just taking a few moments Feeling your resonance, your heart, your highest expression. Feeling your inner light, holding that light bright. May it shine near and far. Until next time, this is Suzanne signing out. With a gentle gaze, a soft smile, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply. A